Okay. Anyway, let me let's move to see very serious things. Uh, Health Minister Joe Pasha says at least four people have died as a result of the ongoing strike action by the National Education, Health and Allied Workers Union as they were unable to access health facilities. The union is demanding a 10% salary increase, a 2,500 rand housing allowance and improved medical aid benefits. And uh, we speak to Dr. Pesi Mashadi, Deputy Director General for Hospital Services at the Department of Health. Uh, Good afternoon to you, Doctor. Good afternoon, sir. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for your time. Firstly, give us the details of these four deaths and uh, how they connect to the strike. Well, unfortunately, I cannot be able to give the exact deaths because they're still subject to investigation. Mm. All that I can say is that uh, there were deaths uh, that uh, uh, attributed to the strike mm. uh, in uh, about two, three hospitals, you mm. know, uh, in the in the Gauteng province. Mm. We don't know as yet whether there have been more in, uh, in the provinces. We'll still get uh, that kind of report. Mm. But certainly why they could be attributed is because if you come to hospital, it's an emergency and uh, you find that there are people that have blocked entrance, and uh, by the time that uh, you get to alternative care, uh, it's, it's already too late. Mm. That is how you can then attribute you know, to that. Or on the other hand, if you are in the ward admitted already, but uh, the specialized care that you required, uh, was not uh, available because the people that with the skill and the uh, technical, you know, ability have been prevented mm-hmm. from coming to care for you, then it would be attributed to that action. And what contingency plans did the department put in place in view of the strike? Yeah, when what would normally, for instance, what we did from about Monday, Tuesday, and yes. so on, it was really to monitor where the highest activity is. Mm. And where you find that, for instance, you know, where the hospital is basically unable to mm. to operate. I'll give a live example. On Tuesday, uh, Sibugang Hospital was just total closure. Yeah. Therefore, the department activates what we call a divert system. Which means that all critical patients would be diverted to nearest hospitals that could be able to cope. So we had patients being taken from as far as Sibugeng to Krisani Paraguanat, mm. so that they could be. So that is basically the the that is basically what we then do. In some instances, you would find that they would be able to mobilize the skill from outside to come into the hospital. But if, you know, the hospital is totally shut down, then we've got to look at other facilities that could actually come in and help. That includes, in some instances, where we then request our South African military health services to support. So it's an array of, you know, interventions that we deploy. And what efforts is government making towards you know, resolving this dispute, and how long do you anticipate the strike is still going to drag on for? Well, I think the first thing to make a point on is that this strike is not a public health strike. It's Mm. a general public service strike. As we speak from 12 o'clock today, 
uh, at the bargaining council, there's been discussions between uh, the employer represented by the Department of Public Service and Administration, of course supported by all other departments like health, justice, and so on, together with uh, the representatives of organized labor to try and thresh out whatever, you know, uh, differences are there. The only unfortunate thing is that health sector that is, you know, uh, caring for poor people that depend on the state for their health Mm. was targeted, Mm. you know. Mm. That is really the unfortunate part of it, that the unions that claim to be, you know, for all Mm. promotion of human rights, decide to go and target patients who actually are there to, to seek, to hang on to their lives. And what is your message to these unions? Well, I think uh, the one message that would like to really, you know, uh, uh, say is that they should put themselves in the lives of those critical patients lying in those beds. Mm. And and uh, and and first of all, to actually say, would they like that for their loved ones? Mm. They may not like it for themselves, but do they like it for their loved ones? Why would their loved ones be be, be, be treated differently from? Those is it because they don't know them, they don't care. Uh, we think that this is the time for for to exercise proper leadership, and this is the time to make sure that they do not, you know, add to the suffering of those who are suffering from natural causes of illness and all that. And uh, they should not really come around and say that they've been provoked. I don't think there's anybody who's been provoked. I'm saying that because we've heard that saying that they must not be provoked, what, what. But uh, if you're going to go and deny a community access to a hospital, and then you turn around and you say that you've been provoked, really, it actually beats the mind. Dr. Percy uh, Mashati, uh, Mashati, thank you so much for chatting to us. Thank you very much. Deputy Director General for Hospital Services. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah, you understand when he says, you know, the people who are on strike, you know, um, whatever it is that they are doing, they're not considerate for the people who are on, in hospital. But then the employees will come back and say, no, you're trying to make us feel bad. Why is it that you know you're negotiating in in bad faith? So it's it, it's it's a very it's a very difficult one. But I also you know? feel like people who are in the critical care sector are they no other ways? And I'm not saying what they're doing. I'm not going. I'm not in a position to judge anyone, right? But are there, is there no other way of of raising your issues without maybe putting those who need that critical service um, in a bad situation? Mm-hmm. Do you get what I mean? No, because that's a, because that's, a, that's a good question. Yeah, because, that's a good question. Because their plight is also important, and you mm. may find yes. that they may have used different avenues to mm, try exactly. to, um, to, to, you know, to get their point across, but maybe they were ignored or uh, things were not accelerated or responded to in the mm. way that they would like. But is there any other way that maybe doesn't put um, people at risk? Mm. Yeah, I think, I think here in South Africa there's an issue where uh, when people feel that they're not heard, yeah, then they actually resort to extreme measures. Measures, yeah. And the thing is, 
when that happens, then it becomes an issue. The casualties but then the involved. The people who are supposed to hear them, they need to also be cognizant of the fact that they need to hear the people. Exactly. They need to hear them. Because I'm not saying that what I'm not in a position of judgment, right? Mm. I'm no, not trying not, to judge not, you're anybody. Not judging anyone. But yes. what I'm saying is, and I, and I and I said perhaps what they were trying to get across was not did not land in the way that they may have wanted or mm. expected or anticipated, and now they've had to resort to this. However, is there no other way? that it could have been raised or, you know, put across without putting people's lives at people's risk. Lives yeah. At risk yeah. But, you, you know, I mean, and, and this is not the first time this is happening. Yeah. You know, it happens all the, actually almost every year. Yes. You know. And it shouldn't get to this point. No, it should never. Off. It should never. And maybe that becomes a leadership issue. It should never get to a point where people are dying mm. because people don't feel hurt because everybody wants to feel hurt ultimately. Yeah, those are the challenges of life, challenges of uh, the country. It is Radio 2000. It is a Thursday. It's the Glenzida Superdrive until 6 p.m.